Please listen carefully. Welcome back to Do Talk to Strangers. My name is Andrea. If you have not heard the first or second set of my conversation with Jonas, stop and go back. But if you have, here comes set number three, the most intimate set so far. Number 25. Make uh, three true we statements each. For instance, we are both in this room feeling dot dot dot. I can start, I have one. Mm -hmm. We are both wanting the animals to come out so we can see what they are. I'm going to assume that we're both cold because we're in the park. <laughs> are you cold as well? No, I'm, no? I'm Oh, I'm yeah, Norwegian. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I can also say that we we both didn't think the time would fly like this. I, I don't. At least I think we both had no idea that two hours had passed. Yeah, and I think we were both skeptical um, at the beginning whether this would actually build a friendship. I know. Well, this is pretty obvious, but we both know something about each other that some of our closest may not know not like your closest closest but i can say for sure you know a lot more about me than some of the people i've met at, like recently mm. so that's pretty cool i think yeah yeah it, i suppose they're always going back to the same aren't they and we both value f uh, family very highly mm. and are both actually quite emotional characters <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. I'm gonna move on. Um, number 26. Um, considering the first two sets took two hours, <laughs> I hope the third set <laughs> doesn't take one hour. No, we're gonna... It's getting cold. <laughs> I know. We're, we're gonna speed things up. Uh, okay, so complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share dot dot dot. It's the obvious one. I wish I had someone who I could share my deepest secrets with. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree. That's actually what I thought, yeah. too. I'm not copying you, I promise. If you were going to become a close friend with uh, me, please share what would be important for me to know. What would be important for you to know? Okay. Uh, I have MS. <laughs> that's important. <laughs> Wait, yeah, that's... Um, I have an autoimmune disease. M multiple sclerosis mm -hmm. is your immune system that yes. is attacking itself. So it's with based in the brain and the spinal cord. Mm -hmm. And it's your white blood cells, your, auto your immune system, that's actually eating away at your nerves and uh, bruising inside your brain. So. so what does that mean? Uh, Are you okay? I'm okay, uh, but only because of self-management and because of medication. <laughs> uh, it can... 20% of people who get it do end up in wheelchairs. Um, and it just... I think the easiest way I've found to describe it is it multiplies everything two to three times what it would affect normal people. So if you get a hangover, for instance, mm. 
and it would last you know half a day or a day it would last three days for me and or something like that so uh, it's actually been the best thing that's happened to me because as I said through adversity you actually build your character and through this I have strengthened or recognized the pros and cons of everything for instance drinking I do not drink anymore because it's just foolish especially if I'm going to have a I'm told I will have a hangover three times as long I don't I have never put that to the test because it's mm. stupid I'll 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 learn from others <laughs> yeah. I fell off a tree and had a traumatic brain injury is what they called it because I fell on my head and then uh, four months after that I was uh, I started getting MS symptoms so how old were you when you fell? I was 24. Mm. Yeah. Mm. On my 25th birthday, I was diagnosed. What were you doing in that tree? I was intoxicated and I was betting with my friend who could climb the furthest or the fastest. Uh, we both climbed on the same branch and we both fell. He thankfully only broke his sternum, whereas an I fell on a slipped on a bin and then hence slipped sideways off it and landed straight on my head. Wow. Now I want to hear what. I, yeah, oh, I have to tell you mine though. Yeah. But uh, I, don't want you to, <laughs> I don't want you to get sick now. Can I give you my jacket, please? Uh, yes. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. No worries. Um, okay. So, uh, one thing you should know about me. I, I don't have anything uh, that big, I feel. <laughs> That's very... Um, Proves I, I'm honest. Yes, and I'm very glad you shared it with me. That's amazing. Um, I'm going to go with an easy one. No, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Well, uh, as you said, you know, you, I am quite open. And I've realized that I am that way because the only way to come become close with anyone mm. is to actually uh, become vulnerable mm. yourself so hence uh, yeah. if it's saying you know say something that for instance chances are we won't see each other again mm. if you have something that is worth sharing and of course it makes for an interesting topic mm. uh, one thing you should know about me I've had anger issues, to be honest. I um, I had a lot since I have a lot of emotion. I have a lot of I had a lot of anger at a point, and I became angry with myself. So I um, it's not a big thing. I I put out that anger by punching, uh, and I I broke this knuckle. It's not like a huge thing, but I have learned now to try and to control that anger more and that's one of the reasons why I'm boxing mm. yeah I guess that's one thing cool. Not a, I've told people this is a basketball injury so I'm just gonna I hope they don't hear this but <laughs> that's the truth um, alright let's move on mm-hmm. okay uh, number 28 tell your partner <laughs> um, tell me what you like about me be very honest this time saying things that you may not say to someone you just met 
to be honest though. But you're good at that. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know I won't lie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, what do I honestly like about you? I very much like that you're from the Northern Hemisphere. I didn't actually see your eyes because the it's, uh, from my perspective, it's dark, as mm. in shaded. But because you're from Norway, I assumed you did, and I'm very um, attracted to blue eyes. So that would be the, yeah. I think that um, wisdom is incredibly... Um, <laughs> I can't do this if you laugh. No, I just mean your wisdom intimidates me. That's what I was trying to say. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Number. Oh, oh God. It's not that many left. It's almost a bit sad. <laughs> um, number 29. Share with your partner or share with me um, an embarrassing moment in your life. <laughs> <laughs> okay so went on holiday with my family to Fuerteventura which was very nice really warm but I didn't have any swim togs so my mother suggested since there was no one around why not just take off your uh, underwear and then run into the water and then I did but then the beach actually became a, a bit full so I just said look just throw them to me while I was in the water so she tried to throw them to me, but obviously I didn't catch them. Throw them. At the underwear. Oh God. And then she, they just disappeared. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, then, and obviously we didn't have a towel. Uh, so you, I was quite young, okay. uh, but um, I'd say 10. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh. So at the embarrassing stage anyway. Yeah. So yeah, that was very embarrassing. So then having to, you know, she just gave me her t-shirt and... Just that was quite entertaining anyway. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I can only think of one, which is my one of my most awkward ones. Um uh once I was on a class trip. This was in like um ninth grade. I was fourteen. I was very, very insecure. Uh and I was with my entire class on a subway. I stood up to tell my friend something and then the subway just stopped at like totally stopped and I flew through the air and I landed in a man's lap with each hand on his thigh and my face almost <laughs> like yeah um, everybody just froze uh, and I froze too so I stayed there for a couple of seconds just like thinking how do I get out of this and I looked up at him and I was oh like I'm sorry <laughs> And then I got up. <coughs> oh, yeah, okay. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> oh, when did you last cry in front of another person by yourself? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? That made sense until the end. No. <laughs> it's, I think it is, when did you last cry in front of another person? And when did you last cry by yourself? Okay. Go. So the last time I cried with someone else was with my ex mm -hmm. that when we broke up so obviously that was hard but it was the best breakup ever 
<laughs> as oh, in we're, that's so nice. no as in we're still really good friends mm. uh we just recognized we, we literally we came to new zealand together and we just were on a beach one day and we actually just said like you know i actually feel closer to you as a friend but don't actually you know blah 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 and it was actually really good and we're still good friends yeah. what about by yourself the last time I cried, it must have been when I was diagnosed <laughs> with MS. I, I, yeah, because that was about the time when I actually kind of started reading uh, those kind of books, uh, books on philosophy and all those kind of things, and to try and control your emotions and uh, all that. So I imagine that was it. The last time, actually, the last time I cried and like both by myself and in front of others uh, recently was after I Skype with my baby sister uh, because uh, it's very strange when I Skype with her she understands that it's me now and that happened this week that she understood that I was not just a video she made me do uh, faces she was like she pointed like this and then she I'm supposed to do like that and <laughs> stuff like that and she laughed and she said um, more, more. So mm -hmm. she kind of, for the first time, she understood. And I just started crying. And then she was like, she <laughs> didn't quite get it. But then I, I managed to stop. And afterwards, I just cried for like 10 minutes because I missed her so much. Mm. Number 31, tell your partner something that you like about them already. I would say I like that you, you do seem very open as well and comfortable. I think that's really, uh, you have confidence. I've said this already, but I really like and appreciate how honest you're being. Because it's, I think it's a gift every time you learn something on this level with someone. Mm. And it's something that I know I won't forget. So I'm very grateful for that. You're in the park. <laughs> Surrounded by owls and bats. And possums. Possums and everywhere. No, but it's, uh, yeah, I'm very grateful. And I I think you know what I feel about you. Uh, yeah. That I I really, I think you're a very good person. We have definitely made a friendship anyway. <laughs> I know. Um, all right. Number 32. That means four more to go. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? So what you can't make fun mm. of. Um it depends on what your sore points are. So a lot of people find death is uh, something you don't talk about. So for instance, if someone dies, you don't joke about it because it's too raw or something, you know, it's too fresh. But that's very much dependent on the person. Whereas and I would like to think, I, I, can't think of, I can't personally think of anything that I don't see that you can joke about because you should be open enough. And I think humor is very important in every aspect especially in the serious ones so how about I, when I say this though uh, like to me you can't joke about disability you know what I mean I don't think I wouldn't joke about that you know your friends you know what you can't joke about on front of your friends so it is very relative to the person it's very um, subjective yeah yeah extremely yeah that actually just happened right now with, not now, but like 
three hours ago. Um, when I came here, my friend was going to make a joke. And she was like, oh, I'm not quite sure if I can say this. And I was like, why not? And she, she was like, no, it's because it's, it's, it's about sex. And I don't know if we're there yet. Mm. Which I was like, why, is that a th- like, why, why can't everybody talk about stuff like yeah. that? Something so. that everyone <laughs> sees as a high priority in their life. But yet we don't know. We have no education on it. I find that ridiculous. We value uh, relationships, but we have absolutely no skills or training in relationships, which is ridiculous. We all die, yet no one talks about death. Once again, ridiculous. <laughs> no. There's so many things that are more important in life that people think th- there's a taboo on. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> all right. We're moving away. Can you just... What is that? Duck. <laughs> So what animals have we seen so far? Uh, I don't know if it's a possum, but, you know, possum creature kind of thing. A rat, a bat, an owl, <laughs> a duck. And um, By the way, not one rat, but like ten. Yeah. All right, before we get eaten by all these creatures at once, I'm going to ask you uh, the last questions. If you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone... What would you most regret not having told someone? Why haven't you told them yet? Whoa. I think something like this has come up before where it's... uh, I don't believe in regret. Uh, There's no point of it because it's literally saying that you are ashamed of the past. And through shame or regret... You aren't actually, it's not a path of actually learning from it. So I, if I can't tell anyone and I am going to die, I wouldn't regret a thing. I would die with a big smile on my face and be proud of who I am. Do you have any regrets? If you were to die today? (laughs) If I was to die today. Um, Cool. That was really cool. The duck actually flew straight up and then across. What do you mean straight up? Well, as in it flew towards us. So it actually looked really cool. I'm missing out because I'm looking (laughs) at the questions. Damn it. Okay. I'm going to take the next one if that's okay. Mm -hmm. Number 34. Okay. Your house containing everything you own catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item what would it be and why so imagine your maybe your house uh, at home because I can't quite imagine the house I'm in now because it doesn't contain my most valuable so try and uh, yeah you can you can decide by yourself but mm. (laughs) (laughs) sorry I always have such a different answer as in if I save my uh, family and pets so basically everything alive with me so i'm sitting outside or i'm outside of the house Mm -hmm. and now it's burning i would very much cuddle up with my family (laughs) and uh uh, animals and just uh feel this great weight off my shoulders like what is this material around us but just dead weight that's keeping us from actually experiencing the true love and you know, joy in life. So I, I wouldn't want anything from that house because everything important would be right next to me. You're breaking the experiment. <laughs> oh, 
What do you oh, mean? No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. God damn it. Oh. But actually, to be quite honest, I do have one object that I would say. And again, it's kind of cliche, but when my grandfather got sick, he needed to occupy himself with something. And I was working on a story, uh, and he, every morning he looked through the newspapers, and he clipped out articles, and he sent them to me in the mail, mm. which I found amazing, because I never got any mail, and every day I got, like, new mail, and it was from him. And That's then... Cool. Hmm? That's cool, that story. It was really cool, but then he, um, when he passed away, I remember I was, I loved him so much. And one day I found a letter that I hadn't opened. And I still haven't, and I'm never going to. Because he may have written notes, like he usually did, and he may not have. But at least now I have something that he closed, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, it's, I didn't even dare to take it here in case my luggage got lost. I was gonna take it, but I didn't. I didn't take the chance. I took my photo album, but I did not take the chance on the letter. Mm. So that is, yeah, that's the one thing I think I would have saved. Okay. Mm. That cliche, that's really cool. Oh, thank that's you. very <laughs> unique, original. Thank you. It's one of the most important things I own, I think. Mm. Uh, okay, I'm going to continue. Um, oh, this one is not nice. Number 35. Of all the people in your family, whose death would you find most disturbing and why? It would have to be my brother because he's the youngest, um, who's, uh, he's my closest family member who's youngest or the youngest closest. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so definitely my brother. To me, honestly, it would be my two-year-old sister because she is... Um, my love and to be honest and she's so young and she's experienced a tiny bit of life and if she were to die that would I would break but then again like my my youngest sister is younger but I yeah to be honest that it would sense, be yeah. my two-year-old sister because she yeah means the world to me mm. okay we're at the last question do you want to know how long we've been here? Two and a half hours. Precisely two and a half hours. You can. Okay. So, number 36. Share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. Also, ask your partner to reflect back to you how you seem to be feeling about the problem you have chosen. Um. The only problem I can think of is insecurity at the moment. Mm. Uh, just because I am trained as an engineer. I did engineering in Ireland. Then I came over to New Zealand. I decided to try something more meaningful because I didn't find that much joy in um, buildings, I suppose. I wanted to do something more with people. Uh, so I did, uh, I helped people with disabilities find their um, kind of drive or their confidence. Yeah. And now I'm trying to 
rec or now I have recognized that it is great to follow your passions and your dreams once you have a bit of security and because I had to move from New Zealand to Australia because I was uh, rejected my visa because of high health risks. <laughs> I'm a high health risk, which means that I will cost the government more than $20,000 in my lifespan, which is very true because the medication that I'm on alone costs 20000 a year. So I can't argue that point. <laughs> uh, so then I realized that I had to go to leave the country having found the woman of my dreams <laughs> so we have it all figured out uh, so for us to live to to start our because of course we met in New Zealand and we started our life together but because of my disease, I had to leave the country because I wasn't allowed to stay. So I stayed in the nearest country that I could to her, which was Australia. And now she is moving over here uh, just so she can live with me here for the year. And then we can prove that we're in a stable relationship for a long enough period for me to be granted a partnership visa where we talk to lawyers that they can overthrow the high health risk so due to the disease uh, so long we can prove we've been in a long-term stable relationship but just to prove the complications that uh, disease has and that's not to talk about anything physical <laughs> that's paperwork yeah. I have an advice hmm? my advice is to do exactly what you just told me because it sounds like a great plan <laughs> I, I suppose I don't see there aren't any problems but only solutions we haven't discovered yet <laughs> and at that note we end <laughs> oh I, I have to answer though and then we end okay I'm gonna end this by answering um, Problem. Yeah, I, I kind of want it. I kind of want your advice on this actually, because it's a it's a mental problem. Oh, this I'm not mental, but like it's a mental problem in a way. It's a, a psychological problem. I think I've dealt with a lot of issues when I was younger. Um, according to food, food has been my enemy, uh, and I've had very very long uh, low confidence. Uh, I've been sick uh, for a period of time. I don't need to elaborate, but I think you understand in what ways. Uh, and uh, I thought I had gotten better, but I'm not really. I Because I now live on my own, I think about food every day. And um, I'm afraid to get sick again. So that, I guess, but I'm fine. I'm fine right now. I'm not seriously like ill, but... I just wish it didn't control my mind. You know what I mean? Do you have any advice to give to me? Something comforting first, anyway. Mm. Every single one of us is controlled by food. And that is showing it's a very emotional thing. And that's what I mean, uh, to try and overcome. Because it's 
when you're in a good mood when you're in really happy it's great it's no problem to be good it's when you're down when you're depressed when you gorge when you eat and everyone does that i do that uh, literally it's the easiest form um why do you think addiction uh drug addictions is a problem it's because they don't have a strong bond that that trust with someone else <laughs> Um, that they that they don't have uh, that great bond that brings pure happiness love compassion you know all those things that everyone looks for we all look for a happy life so if you don't get that you go to things that are easy like drugs it it's they're actually too easy to get uh, you go to food which is too easy to get to and i do believe the biggest drug addiction that is legal and is actually the biggest addiction is actually processed food is sugar is salt is everything you know uh nic- nicotine um caffeine chocolate coffee everything um all these things that uh, so we all struggle with that so my best advice to overcome that is find uh deep and meaningful friendships find people that you can trust that you can actually fall on that when you are um, vulnerable and want to just gorge out so you're not alone anyway everyone is going through it so what happened with Jonas and Andrea what did the 36 questions do with their relationship I've been building up to this, but um, so we, I have one last question, and I guess it is, do you feel like you're close to me now, in a way? <laughs> Definitely, yeah. But can you, like, how, like, in what way do you feel like that? Uh, I, I definitely feel like we're close friends, as in, as if we know each other, so I actually want to take those questions off you, or ask if I can because they're fantastic questions and it's a great way to start a friendship so like just to specify um would you would you consider us as friends now in a way as you well as you said earlier you know things about me and we know stuff about each other now that most people don't so definitely (laughs) yeah and like we should dare to be more or i want to be more honest because this gave me so much. It's strange what two and a half hours does. And that's the thing, isn't it? Uh, the question about if you were to die next year or something, what would you change? Why haven't you done it before? It just shows what you can actually do in two and a half hours and why we don't do this to every day. And you know that this whole um, vulnerability that we actually exposed ourselves became vulnerable. It was embarrassing. We shared quite deep and meaningful things but to show after two and a half hours you can get a good friend why do we talk this small talk normally thank you so much for listening now there is two less strangers in the world for you and if you want even fewer take these questions with you and meet someone new thanks so much to andrea tiss evanson and jonas schgeidman 
If you want to get in touch with us, you can shoot us an email at dotalktostrangers at gmail.com. Find us at Facebook or Twitter at dotalktostrangers or Instagram at dotalktostrangerspod. This episode was produced by Andrea Thiss Evanson and executive producers are Matilda Bosley, Sibylla Gross and Andrea Thiss Evanson. A special thanks to Karina Henty, Johan Leidberg, Heather Jarvis and Mojo News. We'll be back next week to introduce you to a few more strangers.